Hey Warriors and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you guys have been having a great week. Mine's been pretty good. Um, we finally got some rain out here. That's been really needed and supposedly for the rest of this week there's going to be even more rain which is also going to be good. Hopefully no flooding, no issues and everything will just be, you know, get the water up and things will start turning green again. Um, otherwise, the other thing, you know, I want to challenge you guys in doing is I've made mention in the group. And if you're not part of the group, you can join the group through the Facebook page. And if you have not joined the Facebook page, join the Facebook page. Um, but one of the things I'm doing with the group is anybody who joins the group, they can also have access to Discord. And if you don't know what Discord is, you can easily look it up on YouTube. It's also an app for the phone, but you can also put it on your computer and basically allows us, like anybody who joins, they can have discussions, they can have conversations that way, and they do have phone, like phone voice type feel. So don't like when you, you know how it feels like on your smartphone, basically you could do that, but you connect into a room that allows you to chat with other people. It also allows all of us to be third party. So we don't have to share each other's emails, no, we don't have to share each other's phone numbers. It allows us to be able to be all in communication without having to get anything private out there for information. It's also, like I said, an app. It's easy. You can even do private messages, private voice comm chats too. It's a really neat system. It also allows you to share, you know, Word documents, pictures, um, anything. Like, like it's really neat design. Um, a lot of times, my experience has been with gaming communities, but gaming communities are just like people talking in real life. So, the idea is, I'm trying to create maybe another form of atmosphere for us as a group for Warrior Within to have a place to communicate. Plus, you guys can talk with me. Uh, it's really neat. Thank you for all the guys who have recently joined. And we, I think we're at like seven people, maybe six. And it's been really neat to get to know some of the guys and just to share each other's lives, pictures, you know, hobbies, you know, questions. Like, it's just a really neat opportunity. Anyway, so please, 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 if you're part of the group and you want to be part of this Discord, um, the information is actually not too far down the list in the group chat so of, of Facebook so you'd be able to actually connect there if you need help you can reach out to me anyways so uh, what else do we have because I actually have my notes set up right in front of me okay so what's going on for my wife and I in the church planning well we really th believe God's calling us to Hillsborough we went back um, two weekends ago and my wife was like, I want to move here. And we just feel the calling there. And so our plan is by next June-ish, we want to move out there to be part of the community officially. While we're here in Waco, I'm thinking God's going to open up connections with people, but... I think one of the main things that I'm going to be doing specifically is actually helping my my friend Greg. And we both don't know don't know how that's going to look like. Um he his church is about to actually have their first services soon in September. 
Um, so you could pray for him that everything will just go well on September 3rd. He's going to have a meet greet type deal where people can learn about the church. So you could pray that the right people will come. Uh, one of his focuses, focus for the church is to reach out to families of adopted, you know, they have adopted kids who also have handicapped kids and, and be able to kind of be a place for them to find peace and to find connection to find encouragement so if you guys live in the area of waco and you're listening you haven't said anything and you're looking for a church plant that you can get or maybe get around with i would definitely show up um i will be trying to share it on the main page um i have been sharing it in my personal facebook but if you are wondering it's in woodway texas which is basically outskirts of waco and it's called vertical church and it's going to be neat to see how god does this for greg i mean he's been working really hard for the past year trying to get things to come together so if you guys want to pray for him if you're in the area and you want to check out see if you can help him out september 3rd it's going to be at the ymca that's i don't remember the location but it's kind of like south of actually i don't know where it's at 100 anyway but i when i find that i'll put it on the page so that you guys can see it okay so i have been very happy with the armor of god series i've been sharing with some guys who i think just needed it and i'm hoping that that will be something that was useful for them and, and encouraging so <clears throat> what we're planning on doing today is actually kind of a funny one slash, I think, important, but I'm going to be calling it Stop Catfishing Jesus. Now, if you guys have ever, if you guys understand that term catfish, you ever heard of that term before? It's more popular with people who spend a lot more time on internet than just real life, like reaching out to different people. Now, if you ever heard of MTV's series, Catfish, that's the concept idea where I got the idea for the title. Now, catfishing in its design is, is not necessarily, a, it's not positive, okay? Catfishing defined by Catfish, the TV series, is, is a deceptive, Activity where a person creates a fictional person or fake identity on social network services, usually targeting a specific victim or person of interest. The practice may be used for financial gain to compromise a victim in some way as a way to intentionally upset a victim or wish, wish fulfillment. A fishing television show has been produced, often featuring victims who wish to identify they're catfish so a lot of times that's usually what what the show does it helps people find out who they're actually really talking to sometimes it may not actually which is actually kind of funny doesn't turn out to not be a fake profile even though everything that you see seems to be fake so the idea is though we're going to focus on the idea that catfishing is being deceptive now, where I was going with this is how sometimes we catfish God. 
many times, you no, know, we we may act one way with people because I I know I've been around guys who, especially when a good-looking girl comes around, suddenly they act totally different than what they act like when they're with the dudes. Or I've seen girls who, trying to impress other girls, they act differently than how I know they act not around those girls. And, and that's being deceptive. Now, we probably also do it to our parents, because I've seen young middle schoolers who can be a nightmare when I was trying to teach them or deal with them. When mom and dad came into the picture, suddenly they're angels. A lot of times it's like a form of catfishing. We create a profile of ourselves, how we want God to see us, how we want other Christians to see us. But in reality, you know, once we're not behind that profile, in reality, we act totally different. So in most cases from that show Catfish, many people do not do not turn out to be the person that they said they are. They turn out to be a person completely different or even opposite sex or even someone actually close to that person. And then when they're confronted about it, you know, they have a lot of excuses. And I think that relates back to how God kind of looks at us and says, why did you do that? Why did you act that way? Why did you talk like that? Why did you pretend to not love me? And we go, well, Lord, you know, here's my excuse. And we have a list of excuses of why we did that. Well, you know, I was with the dudes and the dudes, you know, they, they, they don't talk like, like you, they don't talk like your word, you know, they have like their own lingo and it's cool. You know, I'm, I'm with my friends and, you know, cussing is normal. I'm, I, you know, I'm with, I'm with my people and, you know, I can't hack like a Christian because then they'll think I'm weird. We start making excuses and I was about to say weird excuses, but excuses for acting weird or at not acting truthful, being deceptive being a catfish. You know, if you actually stopped and looked at how you acted and be honest with that, do you act differently when you're at church or around other Christians or around the pastor? A lot of times the answer is going to be yes, because I've heard many, many people say, well, if you really knew who I was at home, you'd probably be ashamed of me or upset. And it's like, well, it's, an, I, you know, yeah, I'd be kind of upset, but you're making God more upset. You're, you're hurting Jesus. You're not hurting me. No, I'm disappointed with you, but you know, Jesus is going to be like, why, why can't you act like you're supposed to everywhere? And a lot of times it's because we've never dealt with any of the issues that we have problems with and why we act the way that we do. And I struggle. You know, I'm considered a pastor, but I struggle with my own problems too. So I'm not perfect. I'm not calling you guys out without reflecting a bit about myself on this too. You know, because I've seen a lot of guys, especially who asked to pray in front of the church and they prepare their hearts out but man at home they don't pray at all they don't pray with their family 
don't even pray for a meal. You know, I've seen guys who who help at the sound section, who help with the music, who are maybe be teaching a Sunday school class, and they, they throw out all this so-called truth. But at home, they don't act that way. At work, they don't act that way. Around their other friends, they don't act that way. Only around their Christian friends. And guys, you got you can't do that. We're not supposed to be acting differently in front of certain people. We should be who we really are. Now, mind you, it doesn't mean I'm expecting you to like pour out all of your problems out of, on, on these people, but you need to check yourself. Am I creating a profile that only exists when I'm around certain people, or am I actually trying very hard to walk the walk wherever I go? Reflect on that in your mind. It's one of the things that, like, there's, there's a set of verses that God has always placed in my heart that over the years that have just been like my life verses. And Colossians 2 8 and 10 has always been vital, but we're going to start in verse 6. It says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See, the idea is right here, right off the bat. You need to be rooted and built up. And I know I've probably used this verse before, but this is very vital. It's a vital verse section of verses for me. And if you're having problems catfishing Jesus, acting differently, having a different profile, this section of verses is very important. You should memorize it and have it be a part of your life and your choices and how you look at life. Because when you get to verse 8, it says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy, an empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of, of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. If you're not being rooted and planted with Jesus in your heart and your mind, you can't expect to not catfish Jesus. You cannot expect to not act how you're supposed to act because you haven't truly rooted yourself in that truth. You no, know, we talked about the armor of God. We talked about the chest and the helm and how those are really connected and how one interacts with the other. And so whatever you feel your heart, your mind starts changing. Whatever you feel your mind starts changing your heart. So that means if you're acting one way outside of being around a Christian or being at church or being around the pastor, but act a different way when you're around your other friends at work and at home, there's deception. And if there's deception, there's, there's a disconnect between the heart and mind somewhere. You, you can't walk around and say, oh no, I love Jesus, but then you go around watching things you shouldn't be watching or, or, you know, cussing up a storm or getting into fights or going to the bar and getting drunk or, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd and then doing stuff that they're doing when you know you shouldn't be. You don't hurt someone and then tell them you love them and that's okay. Same thing in marriage. You wouldn't go and say you love your wife, but then turn around and beat the snot out of her put her down 
or disrespect her. Make her look bad in front of the family. To make you look good because you're puffing up yourself. Discouraging her. So, while she's around staring to other women and, and lusting after them. But making sure she knows that you know. You don't you don't do that, right? You don't go and say, oh that, that woman is fine. You don't go around doing that, do you? See, this is the thing, guys. Are we catfishing ourselves thinking that, you know, well, I go to church, I do Bible study, well, I pray. Spend time in God's word. And that's just enough, but I'm still going to be who I want to be. Because remember, we talked about this, the armor of God. You, what, what you fill your heart and your mind with is basically what you're going to turn into if you're not careful. And if you're not filling yourself with the Lord, don't expect to be full with the Lord. You know, Romans 12, 1 and 2 is another set of verses that have always made an impact to me. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers or brethren, is in like King James Version, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. You understand that it is your guy's choice to not act like how you're supposed to act. Because you've allowed yourself to be captivated by the world, by the philosophies, by the ideologies, by the being seeing the stuff that's empty but yet you feel like you're full because it makes you feel more like a man it makes you feel like more important it makes you feel more valued you do things because that's what people expect of you even though god says no because if it's not according to christ you shouldn't be doing it because he is the fulfillment he is who we're supposed to be more like. And we need to start acting like that. So we're going to take a quick break and I want you guys to kind of just think about that as we move on to the second half of this episode. And I'll see you right after. Hey, Warriors, welcome back to the second half. I mean, I hope you guys really thought about what I was saying, even if you had to pause for a moment and just kind of go through everything about your life. But you got to understand, we are catfishing Christ if we're not careful. We are catfishing God. We keep saying, yeah, I love you, but then we're being deceptive about it. Well, you know, I'll go to church this next Sunday. That way I'll feel better. That's that's not asking for forgiveness. That is not repenting. That is not changing your life. That's not giving your life to Christ. You know, if you're thinking that by getting married and you're saying, yes, I love my wife and you're going to be with her forever. You have a side piece on the side or you're going to a strip club or you're going to Hooters. 
you get a little extra on the side or you're watching stuff that gives you a little something a little something more is that really committing to her is that really saying you love her for life it doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes it doesn't mean that we don't fall it does not mean that we don't linger sometimes But if we start thinking in our heads, in our heart, well, it doesn't hurt anybody because I'm not doing anything. No, you're wrong. Well, you know, I have a hard week and drinking and getting drunk allows me to escape. Another deceptive move. You know how I know that? Because I played games. I know what it's like to use games as a way to escape. I understand that. And I used to be very much like that, especially when I was in my early 20s, because nothing was happening. And I just, I felt like nothing was happening. So I went into the gaming world to find something, to feel something. And God reminded me, how much do you love me versus gaming? And it's the same question I can ask you. How much more do you love pornography, looking at girls because you want to, um, getting drunk, Maybe even doing drugs, hanging out with the bad crowd because it makes you feel more manly. Uh, how how much do you love that more than God? Because basically that's what you do. It's it's a it's creating an idol of something else to replace so you could feel something. You, you play catfish with God about it. Oh yeah, Lord, no, I love you. I go to church, I do my tithing, and I, I prayed a little bit today, and I spent some time in your word yesterday, and um, I was nice to somebody, and we start trying to kind of compromise, or we start trying to kind of give a wager of some type to be able to show that, hey, you know, our love for God's just a little bit more than our problems. But we never deal with the problem. Oh, you know, well, this week I did do a lot of cussing, had a lot of issues, so I need to make sure I spend a little more time at church and, or, you know, help the pastor or, you know, get involved with something. So that way, you know, kind of balances out and we start balancing out God. And it's, that's, that's not a relationship. You don't balance out your relationship with your wife and your kids, because if you try to do that, it's ultimately just going to fall apart because technically they're not more important than what you want. They're just, you got to make sure because you don't want to lose them. You make sure they're a little bit above what we want. You know, a lot of people in the catfish show and the, the people that they meet, they see someone they really want, but they believe that person won't like them for who they are. So they start acting like someone else to try to fool them into loving in them because they honestly think that because they built that relationship with that person through deception, and, and we're talking years of building a relationship there's people that have been catfished for almost 10 years <clears throat> and there's some of those situations where they're actually real but the other person felt uncomfortable himself and i can get that but a lot of times it's not a happy story at the end a lot of times it turns out to be worse or a nightmare for some people but they opened up, they put their hearts out, they, they gave everything to that person, even though they did not really know them. And at the end, it was for nothing. And it badly. How many of us are running around saying, we love God, love God, I love God, I love God. But then when we get to heaven, he's going to say, I never knew you. 
That's a very scary thought, how many Christians today go to church, spend time in God's word and pray and do a Bible study and tithe every single week. But they never knew who God was because they never had a relationship with him. They never truly loved him. Not only were they being deceptive about their their walk with the Lord, but they're being basically deceptive of themselves. Because remember, we talked about that verse not too long ago, where people who think they basically don't sin and they deceive themselves. I do think we're going to have a lot of Christians who actually think, well, I'm a good person. Why do I need to be worrying about repenting? Why do I need to be worrying about double checking my walk? Well, because sometimes in that moment of thinking we don't do anything wrong, we're being prideful and we start deceiving ourselves. We start saying, well, I've already, I've already been through that. So I, I already know. Or we start saying, um, well, you know, when I was younger, I had that issue, but now I don't have it. Well, I do believe there is growth and I do think that you have a better way of recognizing temptation does not make you invulnerable. In fact, you're more vulnerable because you start thinking that you are invulnerable. We can't sit around thinking that we've done enough. You know, because if we go to 1 Corinthians 10, it says, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. This is another example of what we're supposed to do. You go to 1 Corinthians 11, 1, it says, be imitators of me. So if we don't want to be catfishing Jesus, we need to be imitating him and we need to do everything for the glory for him, right? Everything. Doesn't say some parts of your life, everything, every part of your life, social media, video games, all hobbies, fishing, hunting, work, love life, kids, kids' lives, choosing a car, buying a house, moving, whether you should be in the same job that you've been in. If God has been calling you to go into ministry and you have been lacking, you need to start jumping. Like I love what one of the guys in uh, Warrior Within said today, if God tells you to get out of that boat, get out of that boat. Why are you waiting for him to pull you up? Because he's not. That boat's going to sink eventually because the storms are just going to get more wicked and you're not going to be able to do anything. And God's just asking, come out and trust me, have faith. I have a plan for you. Jump out. You see, there is a reason for him telling us to stop being deceptive because he wants us to imitate him. And Jesus is not deceptive. So if you're not truly walking in the Lord, you're not like your life is not being transformed into a life for Christ. You're not going to be walking in the way of the Lord. It doesn't matter how long you pray. You pray. It doesn't matter how long you read the Bible. 
if you're not changing parts of your life, you can't expect those things to change your heart. Because you got to understand, the disciples in the boat during the storm believed everything Jesus said. And they had the Old Testament. But yet, who was the one that stepped out? It was just Peter. And even Peter stepping out, he still forgot about trusting in God through the storm. So what happened to him? He began to sink. This is the symbolism of Christ reaching out to your broken heart, pulling out all that guck and pulling you back into faith and walking in the Lord. If you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity. You might be still in the boat because you see there's something more, but you're afraid to give it all to him. So you stay in the boat thinking you're going to be safe. But at the end, I could tell you this, my friend, my brother, you're going to go to hell. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior and you have not accepted him as such and have not repented of your sin, you're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to be with Jesus. You're not going to be walking upright. It doesn't matter if you go to church. If you have not accepted Christ, you're not going to heaven. There's way too many people that I've met in the cities, especially. Oh, I went to church with my grandmother. I went to church growing up. I know I believe in God, but they don't believe and they don't talk about Jesus being their savior. And they have, doesn't sound like they've even changed their life. You see, it's very important. It's not just going to church. It's not just reading the Bible. It's not just praying. It's that you wanting Christ to come into your life and change you. John 10 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. They follow me. That's the second thing. I know them because they follow me. Verse 28, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. They're safe. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. We understand who Christ is. And we are willing to go running to his voice because we know who he is. But it's also because we follow him. Men, you got to change your life. We can't sit here thinking that as, mo- as long as we're going to church, as long as I'm, you know, show up to prayer, as long as I throw in my tithe, as long as I maybe go to the Bible study here and there, as long as I, you know, I send my kids to church, that's enough. No, 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 no. If your life is still basically like the world and yet when you're at church you you look great you appear to be a christian you're catfishing god you're being deceptive because a person who loves god is going to do what i believe we talked about in the sort of the sort of the spirit so if you want to understand a little bit more about that you know word of god sort of spirit holy spirit 
and what it does, what he does, what I meant like it as in like Bible and Holy Spirit, but what they do, because the word of life is alive. You can go listen to that podcast. You can look at those verses. You can spend time understanding there is a list of what you're supposed to be doing. And two, the 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 spirit the spirit the Holy Spirit gifts or the gifts of the Spirit also will be given to you because you have been sharpening your sword and walking with the Lord and doing what you're supposed to, and you will reflect that that technique of the sword. Like I said, will be reflective in how you act. You don't have any of those things in that list or you you're struggling in some of those you need to work on that because it does affect who we are we can't continue to be catfishing jesus we can't continue to walk around thinking everything is okay as long as i go to church every sunday sunday doesn't give you marks it doesn't make you better We go to church because we want to be in fellowship with other believers. We go to church because we want to be trained. We go to church because we want to worship. If you're only going to church so that you can get the check mark on your Holy Spirit checklist or like your holiness checklist because I go because that's the one thing. We start creating a standard out of it. And so when people don't go to church, it's more of a big deal when someone doesn't go to church versus actually going to church for the right reason. I've I've heard it over and over again. You know, go to church, be in church, be at church, be at church. As if that makes a matter about whether are you serving God throughout the week? Have you been repenting of some of the sins that you've been doing? Have you been trying to get your life straight? Because honestly, a lot of people think by going to church, that's that that cleans the slate every time. And it's like, no, 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 no. You you, you got to change your life. I mean, that that's the problem I, I keep seeing is that people think going to church, having the pastor pray over them, <clears throat> doing worship, doing the Sunday school class, doing the Bible study. That is the clean slate system. So now they're clean for that week. And it's like, no, did you repent? Did you change? Did you get back on track? Are you focusing on the Lord? Are you following him? Are you imitating Christ in everything that you do? And if you can't say yes to that, then no, you, that doesn't matter if you went to church. Because you weren't willing to take what you were learning from church, apply it to your lives and change. That's where it begins. Just hearing God's word is not enough as actually doing it. Make today be the day that you stop just listening and you start doing again. Repent of anything that's keeping you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. Imitate Christ. Be a follower of Christ. Let's pray. Dear Holy Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak on your behalf, Lord. And I pray that you just keep using me for your, your purpose and for your will. I pray if anybody who's listening is struggling about understanding what they're supposed to be doing, have them understand it's, it's about wanting you to change their life, Lord. They need to be praying. They need to be in your word, but they need to start taking what they're getting from it and changing their life. 
and following you, imitating you. As you break some walls today, start breaking some of those hearts that they may start changing so that they're walking in the way of the Lord as they should. Thank you once again, Lord, for all that you do. And I pray blessing on those that listen. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, all of you that are listening, I hope you have a blessed week. And I will see you next time. God bless.